Okay, bless the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Magandang umago po sa bawat isa. Inaanyahan ko po ang bawat isa na tumayo in reverence to His Word and we will pray to God. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for the wonderful fellowship, the wonderful praise and worship, the wonderful exhortation. Thank you, Father God, for this time that we can fellowship with you and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son. And it is my prayer, Father God, that as we fellowship with you, that you would pour your word upon us, Lord. Let your word come like a rain and let your word flow like a river. The glory of the Lord fills the temple. And we thank you for it. And we praise you for it. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated at this time. I would request uh, that we go to uh, Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 33. Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 33. If the media has the NLT uh, version of that, that would be good. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 33. We're studying today on the subject of Jericho. Jericho. And of course the theme would be go and possess the land. Go and possess the land. God has promised a beautiful place for each and every one of us. That may be spiritual, financial, material, relational, emotional. In whatever aspect of your life, there is a promised land that awaits us. And it is so important that we understand that between you and the promised land is a barrier. It is known as the walls of Jericho. There will always be hindrances for us to receive God's best. And we will have to break through the barrier. We will have to make the walls of Jericho fall. As recent, it is so important to understand Jericho, Joshua chapter 6. But before that, we go to Deuteronomy chapter 5, uh, verse 33. There's none. Uh, no visual scripture. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 33. Anyway, uh, it's there. It says, Stay on the path that the Lord your God has commanded you to follow. Then you will live long and prosperous lives in the land you are about to enter and occupy. Again, stay on the path that the Lord your God has commanded you to follow. Then you will live long and have prosperous lives in the land you are about to enter and occupy. You can't go to the right nor to the left. You will have to stay on the path. You will have to be committed to the vision that God has given you. You will have to be committed to the word of God. There are many things that we must do in order for us to enter the promised land. And obedience is the main word as far as entering the promised land. He says, you are about to enter 
and occupy the land. You are about to enter and occupy the land. Once you enter and occupy the land, you will live long and you will have prosperous lives. I want to repeat that. If you enter, if you do enter your own personal promised land, whether it's spiritual, whether it's financial, whether it's material, relation, whatever that may be, once you enter and occupy, you have got to occupy. You will have to go. You will have to move. You will have to enter and occupy the land. And once you enter and occupy that land, you will live long. You will have a prosperous life. Outside of the promised land. Outside of the promised land. There is no rest for the people of God. There is no prosperity. There is no financial increase. There is no financial multiplication. And you are not going to live long. That is very clear. From God. Through Moses. To the Israelites, two million of them, God says, once you enter and once you occupy that land, you shall live long and you shall prosper. So, it is not necessarily that if you are a Christian, you will live long. That you will have a prosperous life. You have got to enter. You have got to occupy the land. In life, there are three places. Moses says, Lord, in all of our journeys, you have got to be with us. And God replied, and he says, I'll be with you. My presence will be with you. My presence will go before you. So very important that he says that he will be with us. His presence will go before us. Three places before we enter the promised land. And life, we all know this. Life is a journey. In all of our journeys, you've got to be with us. If God is not with us, we will not enter the promised land. Three places. Egypt. Wilderness. And the promised land. Am I right with that? Egypt. The wilderness. And the promised land. God has not called us. To be in Egypt. God has not called us to be in the wilderness. Sa mga Pinoy's. Sino po mga Pinoy rito? In Tagalog, there's such thing as pinagdadaanan. Tama po ba yun? Pinagdadaanan. So, dadaanan mo yun. You will have to pass through the wilderness for you to enter the promised land. Pagdadaanan mo yun. But that is not the will of God. That is not the place God has called you to be. There are some Christians today that are in Egypt. Spiritual, financial, material, relational, emotional. Most of us 
are in the wilderness. Just right. But that's not the will of God. That is not God's perfect plan for us. The perfect plan of God is the promised land. Think about this for a while. From Abraham to Joshua, there is one major vision. One major word. I'm giving you the land. I'm giving you the land. I'm giving you the land. To Joshua he says, I have given you the land. So there is what you call the promised land. As a man of God, I'm not called to lead you to Egypt. Brother, do you believe in Egypt? Of course we have to believe in Egypt. It exists. And there are some already that are experiencing Egypt. Do you believe in the wilderness? Oh yes. People struggle. People have trials. People are problematic. We have all the struggles in life. We are going through a wilderness experience. But that is not God's perfect will. Think about this. God spoke to Abram and he says, Get out of your country. Get out. Get out from your house. Get out and go and possess the land. I'm, I'm giving you the land. That's the same word to Isaac. That's the same word to Jacob. That's the same word to Joseph. That is the same word to Moses. And that is the same word to Joshua. Wow, generations have passed and God has not wavered from the vision. Men of God have died and God has not wavered from the vision. Go and possess the land. I'm giving you this land where the Amorites, the Perizzites, and all the ites. Oh yes, they're all there. But you will have to possess the land. Think about this. For one to enter and occupy that land. One has to go through a lot of battles. They will have to battle all these people. And win those battles and occupy their lands. Why do, you, why do you have to occupy the land that does not belong to you? Well, it belongs to them now because God has given the land. They had to face giants. Wow. They had to go through the Red Sea. And in, my, in our study today, they have to break the walls of Jericho. So they went through a lot. So what is Egypt? Some scholars would say 270 years, some would say 400 years, some would say 430 years. Wow. Even while they were suffering, God was still speaking to them. I've given you the land. What is Egypt? It is a place of bondage. It is a place of suffering. It is a place of lack. 
There was nothing in Egypt for them. It is a place of not enough. Now we go to the wilderness. What is the wilderness? Huh? What is wilderness? It is a place of just enough. Don't forget that. The other one is not enough. Bondage, slavery. Now we are in the wilderness. And in the wilderness, it is a place of not enough. God provided the manna. They had food to eat. May I ask you this question? Were they content? Were they satisfied? No, they were complaining. They were complaining to God. And of course, the third place would be the promised land. Coming from the words, more than enough. God said in Genesis 17, 1, I am El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one, the God that is more than enough. Now, if you enter into a restaurant, if you go to a restaurant, you open the menu. Kapatid, kaibigan, saan ka nakatingin? Sa kanan, ng menu, or sa kaliwa? Are you looking on the right side of the menu, or are you looking at the left side, on the left side of the menu? Huh? Kapatid, saan ka nakatingin? Sa price. Sa presyo, mga kapatid. Is it affordable? Let me eat something that is affordable. Just enough. Just right. What I can afford. Mana. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, it says, if you enter the promised land, you will eat food without scarcity and you will be satisfied. No longer will you be looking on the right side of the menu. You will be looking on the left side of the menu because you can afford. You are so blessed. Once you enter and once you occupy the land, you will have prosperous lives. In fact, he says, when you're in, you're blessed. When you're out, you're blessed. When you're in the city, you're blessed. When you're in the fields, you're blessed. You're not the tail, you're the head, you're not beneath, you're above. Your silver, your gold will increase. Everything that you have will multiply and everything that you touch will prosper. But he says, stay on the path. Stay. He says, stay. If you stay, if you're committed to God, and if you're committed to the word, you enter and you occupy the land. Okay, let's go to Joshua chapter 6. What happened in Joshua chapter 6? This is the first city that was taken by the Israelites. Right? The walls of Jericho. Behind the walls of Jericho is God's best. It is the promised land. Everything that the Israelites desire are in the promised land. Rest, peace, prosperity, health, 
Long life, it says. So everything was there in the promised land. But they cannot have the best of God in the promised land unless the walls would fall. And this is what God says. Tell my people, they need to go around the city seven times. And while they're going around the city seven times, the priests have to blow the trumpets or the ram's horns. And then he says, once a day, for the six days, once a day they have to go around. And while the trumpets are blowing, and while they're going around, it says, don't speak. Kaya ba natin yun? <laughs> Mga Pilipino pa naman, chisboso, chimosboso. <laughs> Maraming nasasabi, no? Ang sabi po ng Diyos through Joshua, don't say a word. Don't say a word. But on the seventh day, go around the city and circle it for seven times. Then there will be a long blast. And after the long blast, let the people of God give God a great shout and the walls will collapse. May I ask you this question? Did the walls collapse? How is that possible? How is that possible? It could be 600,000. Those were the ones enlisted. And you're also talking about the military. Those who have learned war. You're talking about 40,000 people. How is it possible that this thing can be accomplished? You go around. So, Seven times, first six days, once, and the seventh day, you go around it seven times. Then there will be a long blast. Then there will be a great shout. If a single Israelite would disobey, dito na lang po sa church, for sure, may mga pasaway dito. Is that true? <laughs> the pastor says, let's go. He stops. Let's go to the left. He goes to the right. How is that possible? It will take a lot of humility, dying to oneself, being submissive for one to follow. And you are talking about minimum of 40 thousand soldiers mighty men of war to follow and to obey a while ago you quoted the scripture that is part of the message which is Psalm 133 verses 1 to 3 how beautiful it is for the brethren to come to unity for them to accomplish that as a body. They have to do it as a body. You can't do it 
not being part of the body. Everyone will have to enter the promised land, which means everyone has a part to play. Everyone must be submissive to the call, to the vision, to the direction. And the guidance comes from God through the man of God. Wow. Psalm 133 verses 1 to 3, it says that the anointing comes from the Father God. It talks about Aaron, his head, his beard. It's not going up. The anointing is from the top and it is coming down, 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 down. And in verse 3, this in this place is where the blessing would be. But it takes unity for the whole body to be blessed. As Jesus would say, a kingdom, what? Divided will not stand. As Lincoln, President Lincoln would say, divided we fall, united we stand. Any church, any family, any community, if they are divided, they will fall. But if they are united, they will stand. You've got God. You've got the pastor. You've got the elders. You've got the workers. And you've got the people. Every one of them has a part to play. Everyone is called by God. The calling of God is without repentance. Mga Hindi po kayo anointed para umupo. Uh, ang bawat isa po sa atin dito may calling. Uh-uh. And you will have to know your calling. You have to know your part and you will have to do your part. If you do your part, if I do my part, if everyone does his and her part, then we have a church, then we shall be blessed, then we see the greatness of God because the anointing comes from Him. It comes down, 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 down. But verse 1 talks about unity. And you cannot be united unless you are submissive. You need to submit to your pastor. You need to submit to your elders. You need to submit to your workers. That's the way it works. You can't have unity without submission, without humility. Okay, so that's what happened. Uh, They got united and finally... They went around the place the seventh time. They went around the place seven times. And Joshua says in verse 16 of Joshua 6, he says, shout! He says, shout! Actually in verse 2, he says, you got to shout because I've given you the king, I've given you everything. And now in verse 16, they've already done it. And he says, shout! For I have given you this city. He didn't say, I will be giving you the city. He says, I have given you the city. Which means it is for you to take. It is for you to conquer. It is for you to enter that promised land. You will have to break. You will have to break the barrier. You will have to break the walls of Jericho. And how in the world will we break the walls of Jericho? 
What's the name of the worship leader? Pastor Wilson. It's up to him. It's up to him. Oh, yes, sir. He has got to lead every one of us. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, in church, I don't know if it's a, it's a wake service or it's a, a celebration. But um, the people cannot afford to sleep when they're praising God and when they're listening to the word. Yes, the Bible says in Psalm 47 verse 1, it talks about the shout of triumph. They are expecting victory. They're expecting the walls to fall. They're expecting to break through the barriers. We are going to enter the promised land. We are occupying the promised land today. We're going to break it and we're going to shout the shout of praise. The Bible says in the book of Psalm chapter 22, when we give God the praise, He inhabits the praises of His people. The greatness, the greatness of your God would come when all of us all together will not just worship God, but will give Him the highest praise. We'll give Him a shout. I have a message. I don't know if I'm going to share it here, but the message is... Hallelujah! <laughs> In heaven, there's going to be a, a tremendous sound once we have entered the marriage feast of the Lord. Once we get married. Amen. Yes, sir, it's in the Word. And the Bible says there, it was thundering. They were giving God a shout and they were shouting the shout of victory, the shout of triumph, and they were shouting, Hallelujah! 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 We made it! Hallelujah! If you understand the meaning of praise, gotta be loud. Palagay ko sa ating mga Pinoy, madali lang po yan. No? May anointing po tayo pagdating po sa pagsisigaw. Ilalagay lang po natin sa tama, mga No, You will have to use your mouths for God's glory. The Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. You will have to give God a shout. And I'm closing uh, in verse 20. It says in verse 20. What does it say? So the people shouted a great shout and the walls of Jericho collapsed. It fell. Whatever problem that you have today, Whatever you're going through in life, the suffering, the struggle, whether it's financial, whether it's material, whether it's relational, whatever problem that may be, whatever is hindering you from receiving God's bless. The Bible says God has a plan for you and it is not for your misery. You're not supposed to cry. You're supposed to be happy. It is for your welfare. That's God's plan. Outside of the plan of God, yes, you'll be miserable. But inside the plan of God, you should be happy. 
it, it, it says it is your hope and it is your future. But that hope and that future is behind the walls of Jericho. So if you will obey God, if you will be submissive to your, to your elders, and you will learn how to praise God, the voice of praise being offered to God every day, if you know that voice, the walls will crumble down. Yes, sir. It will. Guaranteed by God. The walls will fall. So, are you ready today? We, I think we still have one closing song, right? <laughs> so give your best. Please, give your best. Help each other. Because if I praise God, you praise God. One shouts, the other would shout. Would really give his heart, his soul, his mind to the Lord in praise and worship. We're going to help each other. That is what God requires everyone to give God the, the best shout. If we do it, the walls will fall. The mountains will be removed. Not by might, not by your power, but by the Spirit of God. The mountains will be removed. Let me pray for you. Shall we all rise at this time? Heavenly Father, we are so thankful, so thankful, God, for the message. And I hope and I pray that this message has been instilled in their hearts, in their minds. That they will know that sound, that sound of triumph, that sound of victory. The voice that God requires from each and everyone, my Lord. Let everything that has breath, Lord. We have that breath, Lord. We, we breathe to live. We breathe to praise and to worship God. And Father, I thank you that they have learned, everyone today has learned, I have learned, that I have got to be committed, not just worshiping you, but praising you. We will give you that shout. We will give you that praise. We will love you with all of our heart, soul, and Father, strength. We will give you that strength, Lord, to love you. With all of our souls, with all of our emotions, with all of our minds, we will give you the best praise. And thank you with this, Lord. The walls will begin to fall. And we will, we will enter the promised land. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I'm going to count one, two, and th to three on the third. Is everyone submissive today? Yes. I will count one, two, three, and on the third, everyone shouts hallelujah. Are you ready? We're going to bring down the walls, right? <laughs> one, two, three, hallelujah! Hallelujah!